0: Do do do
1: la la la. There we go. Now, as long as it stays in front of my face, we'll be fine.
0: As long as it stays. In, oh, you don't want to hide your pretty face. Well,
1: no, but at the same time, it needs to pick up my voice.
0: Well, yeah, you can move it off to the side.
1: Yeah, but then I have this thing where I talk like this, and then it doesn't catch it because we talked about it last time. It's well, going yeah. across. Because then yeah. I got to be like,
0: look at the camera, not at me.
1: But yeah, okay.
0: See if you just look straight. Yeah, I can hear you.
1: <laughs> Just like this, you can hear me.
0: Yeah, uh, you can hear you, right?
1: Yeah, but yeah, I still kind of feel like it's quiet. No, it's no? good.
2: Okay,
0: all right. I actually need to take mine down a notch. Oh, there we go. See, ha, la la la. Okay. Because I talk a little bit louder than you do.
1: Yes, because I'm a mumbler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: all right. What's this episode forty two? Yes, it is. Fucking a it's mommy day.
1: I'm pretty sure it's 42. Let me double check.
0: Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. There we go. You're a very sexy mommy. You know that? Oh, am I now? Oh, yeah.
1: Okay. Sexy mommy. I'm so glad I'm a sexy mama. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean...
1: your little puma over here.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, you're getting there. Old as shit now. 32.
1: What do you mean I'm getting there? I'm already a puma. In your 30s, you're a puma. Yeah. I'd rather be a puma than a cougar.
0: I mean... You will be eventually, yeah, I know <laughs> when you get to my age no
1: i got I got eight more years or six more years,
0: yeah, you got eight more years, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be forty,
1: yeah, I was right the first time, yeah, <laughs> I did the math so fast I was like, no, that's not right, I can't do math like that,
0: Jesus, <laughs> it is too late for you to be trying to math,
1: yeah, let's not, I don't really want to,
0: <laughs> all right, are you ready to do this yeah, super fun Mother's Day show, heck, yeah okay it's a pineapple party oh we got polyamory too what's that you want a kink fest a little bdsm well buckle up buttercups because we got that too it's the kitchen sink e and and kink podcast hey everybody happy mother's day i know it's a Day after Mother's Day when you listen to this, but I don't fucking care.
1: Happy Mother's Day for everybody!
0: Yeah, we just want to make sure that all the mommies out there feel special.
1: Yes, whether it's to the two-legged or the four-legged.
0: Yeah, or you know, if you're that's your dynamic, if you're the mommy. <laughs> oh you know? yeah, because mommies deserve a special day too. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, it's episode forty-two. Mm-hmm. That's pretty badass um i just want to say thank you to everybody that's been listening uh we had a a nice jump in our listenership
1: we have last two weeks
0: Uh, some
1: fuel for the fire
0: yeah not sure where it came from but (laughs) don't really fucking care glad you're here we love it yeah so enjoy the shit show um don't really have any major news for this week i don't think so just uh you know Looking forward to Naughty New Orleans.
1: Yeah, we're basically just counting down the weeks to our set activities for our summer vacations.
0: Yeah, so July 4th week, we will be in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. Um, Memorial Day, I will be at Pandora's Resort. Yes. Uh, And we're hoping that you can be there for at least Saturday.
1: Yeah, we're trying to figure out how we can manage that. Um, Hopefully it'll work. Um, Just kind of have to finagle around schedules and whatnot. And if I can make it, at least it'll be for the day.
0: Yeah. I'm on. Well, it, it would be. Well, yeah. It'll be the day into
1: the, into the next morning.
0: Yeah. So that'll be awesome. And then we have a week break mm-hmm. and then the following weekend after that, we'll be back at Pandora's. Yeah. And we're going to have some special guests from PA or actually from Delaware. Yeah. So that's going to be, be awesome. Um, and then, yeah. It'll be almost time for our Pennsylvania trip, where we'll be up at Sunny Rest.
1: Yes. I'm looking forward to going back there, because I loved everybody that we met in the circle of friends that we've created up there, so I'm excited to see them, and it's been, you know, a year, so, like, we're back.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, and we'll also be at TPA
1: that on, uh,
0: the last weekend like, that we're there. Yeah, I believe like it's the 28th July or 28th or 29th. Yeah, so we will be at TPA for that. Um, and I believe that is the, the, it'll be the second day or the first day of the Swinger Olympics.
1: Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. I think it's the second day.
0: Yeah, so that's going to be fun. Looking forward to all of that. Um, we had some great feedback and some questions, which is where today's topics are are coming from for the most part yes um so thank you for submitting that uh it helps us to know what you guys want to hear you know because if we don't get feedback we just think all right well fuck it we're going to talk about this today
1: yeah we kind of just have to you know pull something together that we want to talk about or you know like a hot topic that you know struck struck it for us where we're like hey you know what I think I really want to discuss this but we like to hear what y'all want to you know know about or have you know what our take is our advice or just because you just you like the topic and you'd like to hear about it and we're all about that kind of feedback and going from there with it
0: yeah Yeah. and sometimes I think people just want to hear the shit show that is Pedro and (laughs) my opinions.
1: Oh my God. Yes. Your opinions. Because I get, you're a very strong opinion. I get riled up.
0: I can't help it. You,
1: you, you do. You do. I mean, we literally have one show where it was like 45 (laughs) minutes of a rant. We literally had to alter that whole show.
0: I am passionate about this lifestyle. Well, about all the lifestyles that we're in.
1: Yeah. But you know, you have to be, if you're going to support the lifestyles, because you are, if you're in it, you need to be, advocating for them in a positive light so if you see things that don't line up the way things should be and things are sketchy you're going to call out what you see
0: yeah i mean are my opinions always correct no and i know that but they're your opinions right they are my opinion and ultimately they're usually your opinions too because we share beliefs in these lifestyles
1: Yes. And the only reason why Pedro does a lot of the talking is because, you know, I have Tinkinese and um, sometimes I can't get out what the hell I'm trying to say. So he has to be like, this is what she means, guys. We are
0: so sorry. Which is crazy that I have to do that, though, because I'm the one with the speech impediment.
1: (laughs) But apparently you can understand my stupid ADD brain.
0: (laughs) I know, but like you want me to do all the talking.
1: Oh, I don't want you to do all the talking. It just happens to be that way.
0: I know, but I have a legit speech impediment. Like, I I stutter. You
1: you do very well with it, though.
0: Well, I'm glad that you think I do well.
1: But maybe that stutter is that time where, like, you're thinking about what to say and what I told you. So that allows you to be able to decipher my tinkinies.
0: I don't know. All I know is that sometimes it gives me anxiety because I'm always the one that has to talk.
1: I'm so sorry.
0: You know, because, like, I have to think about everything before I say it or else I can't get the words out that's how my stutter works
1: well you know i'm gonna say i think you're doing a pretty good job with it and maybe it has a lot to do with the fact that we do this
0: every week well i mean it's in my everyday life too like i have to think about every single thing i say before it comes out of my mouth which is very difficult because that means my brain has to be going like 3,000 miles an hour to be ahead of my mouth hole
1: yeah i don't have that my mouth hole just gets clogged (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's because most of the time there there is no pathway from your brain to your mouth it's just your mouth is just trying to make noises like an infant just ah, blah, 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 blah.
1: <laughs> I mean I guess it's better than the hamster on a wheel that stopped turning so
0: yeah I mean like I can see it on your face like you're thinking about it it's just not
1: it just doesn't out. it just does not come out nope not at all
0: so this is kind of crazy like you can't talk half the time. <laughs> no, and I have a legitimate speech impediment, and <laughs> yeah. here we are having, having a podcast. Having,
1: right, I was just gonna say, here we are.
0: Talking. Oh, fucking crazy! <laughs> All right, so enough bullshit. Okay, let's get into what some of our listeners want us to talk about.
1: Yeah, are you going to be reading it off, or?
0: Um, well, for swinging,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, we had a listener who. Wanted some more details and information about what we do and what we think is, you know, appropriate for after you have a swap, you know, and, and you go back to your partner. Mm-hmm. What, uh, like, what recommendations do we have to reconnect or to, you know, have that intimacy Between your own partner again.
1: Well, I know in the beginning for us, when we started going to the hotel takeovers, a lot of the times on our way home. Now, I mean, this is not our intimacy part, but this is just in general. On our way home, we would basically have a like traveling debrief, I guess you could call it, where we would go over every aspect of different moments throughout that weekend and we would be you know going over the negatives and the positives and you know basically having like a a heart to heart in a way
0: yeah i mean like we always have serious conversations you know even if they're difficult conversations we've done that even before we started in the lifestyle
1: yeah and and i think that having those conversations though as difficult as they can be because you mean know, You know, maybe you don't feel like your partner wants to hear what your experience was with, you know, a guy that you found that night. And, you know, you guys were fucking or whatever, but maybe he does and he just kind of wants to hear the take or vice versa. You know, your husband or your boyfriend may feel like he needs to hear or he wants you to hear, you know, what his Adventure was with a a lady that he met that night.
0: Right, but that should like that conversation should happen before you even swap. Like, do you want to know? Yes. You you know what I mean? Because like for me, you know, like we've talked about this. If you play with a guy that I I'm not friends with, I don't really know.
1: Then you just you don't want to hear what's going on
0: with that. I don't want to know. I don't care. Yeah. Like
1: you're kinda like not like it's out of sight, out of mind, but just one of those it doesn't necessarily it doesn't pertain to you because right. you don't have any connection with that person. Right. So and
0: I'm not a like a hot wife guy. Right. So
1: it does nothing for you if I were to tell you yeah. you'd be like, cool.
0: Yeah, like Glad I had a good could time. <laughs> two shits less, you know, what you guys did. Right. Now if it's someone I'm close with or like a friend of mine, then yeah, like you can tell me about it, and I' be like, "Oh cool, you have a good time, you know, yeah, but outside of that, yeah, I don't care, you know, as long as you're safe, you had fun, whatever, um, and then, as far as like reclaiming goes,
1: oh, that's my fun, I love that, that you know
0: some people find that absolutely necessary, like they like cannot
1: end the night without having that yeah, happen. like
0: they can't have a successful swap or mm-hmm. hot wife experience or whatever without that reclamation or reconnecting whatever you want to call it um and that's another thing i struggle with i don't have that like i in fact if it's someone i if you play with someone i don't know Mm -hmm. i don't want to do anything with you yeah so and you're the complete opposite i am (laughs) where if i play with somebody like you feel like you have to I have to claim
1: you back. Yes. Like I have to make you mine again. Otherwise like I feel off. I think that's the best way I can put it.
0: Yeah. And I, I struggle with understanding people (laughs) that need that because I don't feel that need at all. Right. And actually for me, like if like it's, it's totally different. Like I've said a million times, if it's someone we know, or that I know I'm friends with you play with them. I have no problem having sex with you after that. But if it's like a stranger, I don't know, it makes me feel kind of gross. Like, to be honest, like I don't want to fuck you after some other dude had his dick in you.
1: I mean, I can understand that. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess in a way it would be like, if I felt, if I felt that way towards you where, you know, you had your dick in some other pussy and then I want your dick in me. Like, if I felt weird about it, I, I like I would I would understand where you're coming from. But I have that whole, like, reclaiming property mind kind of mentality where I, like, look past that. That I want to end that night where the last place that your dick was was in my pussy. Yeah. And, and that makes me happy.
0: <laughs> and it's quite the conundrum for me. Because in our BDSM dynamic, you know, master-slave dynamic, Mm -hmm. you would think logically, like, I would have to reclaim you. Like, you are my property, you know. Right. I'm going to end my night, you know, with fucking you and making sure you know that you're mine. But yet, it's the complete opposite for me. Like, I I need that time to kind of not pretend like you didn't fuck somebody else, but just to like, let that kind of wash away from you before I take ownership again,
1: <laughs> which is, well, I mean, okay. So you could look at it this way too. I feel like that very much is the way for you because our dynamic does not carry over into swinging. Right. So that, you know, in a nutshell makes sense then. Whereas if it did, then you potentially would feel like you have to claim me back because in all aspects throughout every part of the lifestyle outside of the BDSM, because that carried through, you would need to do that to fulfill that dominant, you're mine, you're my slave and I need to make this. Right.
0: But in order for that to happen, I feel like I would have to dictate who you fuck and what you do and all that
1: that's in order for
0: me to feel like we still have that dynamic because the way we do it now you can just do what you want right like
1: i can choose whoever i want and there's no like you can't be like no you can't you're just kind of like if that's what you're you're wanting okay that's gonna make you happy okay
0: so like i feel like there's that disconnect of swinging and bdsm Mm -hmm. so if you're, you know, able to go and do whatever you want in the swing life, when you're done with that experience, I can't just automatically be like, right, okay, you can't switch right back. You're mine now, right? Because I technically, you know, I wasn't your master for the last, you know, say two hours or three hours or whatever, right? And you know, if you fucked and sucked some guy, like it's almost like I don't know you anymore. Mm. Like, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but you're not the woman I went to the event with. (laughs) Gotcha. You know, it's not until maybe a day or two days later after that experience Mm -hmm. where, you know, we kind of get back into our normal routine that then I'll be like, okay, now I'm ready to play with my toy. (laughs) My toy. Well, that's, (laughs) I mean, that's how it is. Like. Yeah. So. Trying to answer this question from my perspective is very difficult because when it comes to swing, I don't feel like I have a way of like reconnecting or building that intimacy back up. Like the only thing that we do is we debrief, like we make sure we talk about the experience, Mm -hmm. maybe not in full detail. Like if you play with another guy that I don't know, I don't want to hear like, right. I'll obviously know like you played and I'll be like, did you have a good time? You're like, yeah, or no, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't have a good time, then I'll be like, well, what happened? You know? Yeah.
1: So, okay. One other thing, and it doesn't always, this hasn't always occurred, but we have in a way done, you know, kind of like the ending of the event or whatever we were doing where we still ended up with just me and you reclaiming each other, but nothing more than like soft swap has occurred. So we've had that happen too.
0: What? We're just like, we soft swapped or like we just did oral or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But like a lot of times, like in the past, especially at hotel takeovers, like if we did play after you played with another guy, it was more me just doing it for you.
1: But, like, you weren't really...
0: Because you were, you know, a little tipsy to begin with, and you were horny, and you wanted to, you know, finish the night with me. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to be a dick and be like, no, I don't want to fuck you. But... Yeah. I mean, I may not have been 100% thrilled about it, but I did it for you.
1: Well, I appreciate that. (laughs) Because, like, obviously, there have definitely been times where I was pretty tipsy, so definitely if you were like, no, I probably would have been all
0: up in my feels like, but why? <laughs> yeah. And it, like, I don't want people listening to think like, I don't want you to play with other people. That's not it. No, it's just for me personally. And it doesn't matter if it's you or, or if like I was said, somebody else, I don't want to be number two, three, four or five. Right. I'm either it's, number one or I'm none.
1: Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's just, <sighs> okay. Not so the sloppy will second guy. Okay. So I don't want this to come out. And and sound either insulting or gross or whatever, but it's almost like you have a germ phobia. It's kind of like that, where you know you kind of feel like if you're you're the first one, you don't have that. You're not in your head about well, you know, was this person with you know five other people before me? You know, you you still get that first in connection with that person. And
2: well,
0: it's and kind I, of what you're seeking. I think. Like, you just hit the nail on the head. It's the connection. I feel like if I'm not number one, you don't have that connection I would need right? with me.
1: Yeah, because then they're just like, okay, they found you attractive and they just wanted to fuck. Right. Like They didn't see anything else.
0: Yeah, and I'm not going to have the opportunity with somebody else to build that connection if they're bouncing from dick to dick to dick. Right. So, obviously, like, I'm not going to, entertain that i'll mm-hmm. just be like eh, maybe next party yeah you know but like when it comes to you like i don't care you want to take five dicks in a night <laughs> do it but you're not going to end it with mine
1: right and i totally would not do five i'm, I'm lucky if i'll do one and they have to really really <laughs> like get check all the little boxes that i have
0: Right, but I mean, but one or five doesn't matter to me. Right, it doesn't so, matter
1: because I, you still want to put yourself where you would have to, you know, end the night with me when you'd be really wanting that day or two space.
0: Yeah, and it's not like I'm not going to talk to you or, no. you know, be just your husband or anything. We like just that. wouldn't have sex. Yeah, I just wouldn't want to have sex, that's all. Yeah. And, like, I know some people are probably listening going, that's just so fucking weird. But to me- Wanting to fuck your partner after they just fuck somebody else is weird to me.
1: Yeah. I mean, everybody has the the things that work for them and the things that don't. And that just is the way that you're wired. And that's the way other people are wired. So.
0: Yeah. And like, if it's someone that we're close with, this is what makes it weird for me. If it's (laughs) someone that I'm friends with.
1: (laughs) Then you're okay. Then I'm fine.
0: (laughs) But it's the not knowing the other person that screws me up.
1: I think what it comes down to is... I think a majority of it is being like trusting of that person. You I know, guess. if you don't get to know them, you don't have any interaction with them outside of knowing that me and him hooked up, you got nothing to go off of. You don't know. You basically don't know him from Adam. Like, like, okay, cool. Yeah. And like, and then there, there's also that lack of not, not, not that there's lacking respect. But in a way, it's kind of feeling like a there's no respect because, you know, he didn't have a conversation with you or, you know, he didn't make small talk and just kind of try to create like a not a bromance, but, yeah, but something, you know, but that's
0: not a thing with me, though. Like, I'm not one of those people like, oh, you want to fuck my wife? You better come talk to me first.
1: No. And that's not what I'm trying to say. I
0: don't want guys coming up to be like, hey, man, I really want to fuck your wife.
1: Well, yeah, because you really don't... You're like, cool. Cool yeah. story.
0: Like, Get in line. <laughs> if, she,
1: if she wants you, great. If she doesn't, sorry, buddy.
0: <laughs> right. So, like, I'm not that guy. I, I think part of it might actually stem from, like, insecurity. Because if I don't know the guy, like, I don't know what he's packing. I don't know how good he is in bed. You know, I don't okay. know if he's going to rock your fucking world.
2: There's,
1: a, there's those things, too, yeah.
0: And, like, if you had a great experience Mm -hmm. and then you end your night with me and I don't, you know, think I gave a great, uh, you know, session. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to be like, well, fuck, like I suck. Oh,
1: I, I understand
0: that. But like with my friends, I know what they're packing. I know (laughs) what they do in bed.
1: Dick sharing with your friends. So like, (laughs) like yo bro, (laughs) here's my dick.
0: (laughs) But like, I'm just saying like, I don't, Like there's no insecurity there because I've known them, you know, I know they respect you. I know they respect me.
1: It puts you at ease. Yeah.
0: But if it's a stranger, like.
1: I mean, like you explaining it. I mean, obviously, like I've been with you, but I feel like for our listeners, you explaining it the way that you are helps them understand where you're coming from. Because that to me, like I'm just listening to what you're saying. It makes perfect sense. The difference between the two
0: yeah and see like what some people may not know, you know is in my last marriage, you know, like I talked about in the beginning of the show, or you know when we first started when we first the show oh way, um, way, you way know back. she was a narcissist, and she made fun of my size all the mm-hmm. time, and you know basically made me feel like I was worthless, so when it comes to you fucking like people I don't know, it's not that I'm worried that like you're going to fuck somebody bigger because that's obviously going to happen at some point and but in my head i'm like if he is bigger and he is better i don't want to follow that right like glad you had a good experience but i'm gonna wait till everything goes back to normal down there for you yeah so that a i enjoy it and b i don't have to have that in my head Mm -hmm. of
1: it'll it'll feel like it does when we normally fuck
0: right because like i've okay i have fucked somebody after they've been fucked by a 12 inch dick and it is not that enjoyable for me
1: that was the eiffel tower
0: yeah that was the first one at the hotel party and
1: and then that kind of kills it then for you too because you want to enjoy it So that also kind of falls in line with you not being first kind of puts you in that. Okay, great. You know, say there was even two others. Is it going to feel the same way as it did when you had the Eiffel Tower?
0: Yeah. And I mean, maybe I'm just like really picky. I don't know. Like, because I'm not small. Like, I don't have a small dick. No, you don't. But like, I can tell the difference even like if you use a toy that's a little bit thicker than me
1: yeah you can like tell. i can tell
0: mm-hmm. and if you know you fuck somebody that is thicker or longer or whatever and i can tell then i'm gonna be like oh this, this is gonna suck you know <laughs>
1: yeah I'm like, i don't want it for you to suck you know that's
0: so it's not like like i don't want to prevent you from doing anything but and you don't you just have to give me that space.
1: Yeah. And I think that was kind of like the, you know, with all of our debriefing that we have done, that we have kind of learned over the years what you need when situations like that do come up. Right. And how we have to work through it and make it so that both of us are happy and it doesn't damage our relationship or our experiences that we had at that event
0: right because like i totally wish i could be one of those guys like i mean hell our friend brian yeah his wife is probably one of the most active hot wives i know and I,
1: I literally listened to their last podcast and they were talking about her last experience and she apparently her pussy was she had a rough weekend, but she, you know, she totally enjoyed herself. She was covered in bruises right. and she was puffy and sore. And he still said, I'm fucking you anyway.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, she had two other guys in like back to back, like yeah. one day, then the next. Mm-hmm. But in between that, she had her man. Yeah. Yeah. And then after those, the last one, she had her man. So,
1: yeah, he didn't he didn't give her a break. So she was definitely still recovering by the time that they did that recording. And you know, she was like, he said he was going to be gentle ish, yeah, <laughs> or so, something like that.
0: You know, like like I wish I could be like Brian. Yeah, and you know, just be like chomping at the bit, waiting for you to get done, you know, with your date, so I could reclaim you, yeah. but. I have the exact opposite. I'm like, <laughs> you know,
1: I this is something that all right, when y'all get your your stuff together with when it's just the men talking, mm-hmm. I want to know how many are like Brian versus how many are like you. And if there's not, it's just between the two of you, I want to know like, you know, how one sees it versus the other and like, you know, their thoughts on it.
0: Yeah, I I mean, there's a ton of men that feel... That are like Brian, yeah, you know, like most of the hot wife couples, stag vixen couples, they're like, man, as soon as their wife gets back from you know a, a play date or a play session, they're in there, yeah. like just pounding away, and it's the best thing in the world to them. <laughs> and for me, you're like, like I'm pump the brake, <laughs> I'm I'm listening, <laughs> and I'm kind of doing the like the cringe face a little bit, and it's not, you know. <laughs> Them, it's just the idea. Of, you're,
1: like you yourself are thinking, putting your, your yourself in those shoes, and you're like, "I don't think I can do that."
0: Yeah, I'm like, it's <laughs> not something I would do." You know, like <laughs> it's just, it's not me, yeah. and like it never has been either, though. Right. Because even whenever I was in the lifestyle when I was really young, um, you know, before we got together and before I was married and all that, mm-hmm. like if my girlfriend played with another guy, I was the same way. Like, I didn't want to follow that.
2: Hmm. How
1: did she feel about it? She didn't care. Okay.
0: Because, like, we would just do other stuff because we had the same BDSM dynamic. So, like, I would just, like, use toys on her and stuff. And But I was young and she was older than me. So, even though I was her dominant, I kind (laughs) of did whatever I had to do to make her happy. Gotcha. Because she was hot and, you know. I was young and wanted to get my dick wet as much as possible. So yeah, I mean, if there's a way to like change, I would probably entertain that because I don't necessarily like that. I'm that way. Right. Because like, I think it would be, you know, beneficial if you could play with somebody and then come back and then we could play because I know that's what you would want. But until I can figure out how to make that happen,
1: I, well, I, I mean, we have our, our, our group of friends that are close to you, That mm-hmm. you know, there's a potential for that too. Yeah. But it doesn't,
0: it doesn't matter with friends. Like I don't have that issue. I'm talking like if you play with oh, someone, do, I don't oh, know. Yeah. Like
1: the whole not knowing and then playing after. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Cause
0: sometimes, sometimes I feel like, like that holds you back from playing with people that we're not friends with. Um, because you don't want to go that day or two. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, I mean, that's always in the back of my mind. But also, too, that person has to give me that that comfortable vibe. They have to make me feel like we're, you know, we're almost like friends. For me to be like, okay, this is going to be that person that I'm going to want. Like, you kind of have to earn it with me, I guess. Which is really kind of ironic that I'm like that now. (laughs) Because, you know. We're in the lifestyle where you are supposed to let your freak flag go and just let everything go, be yourself, and roll with it. And I'm like, no, you have to check off all these little boxes.
0: I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, though. I mean, but you're definitely more reserved yes. than some of our friends who will just find they'll, someone attractive, and as long as they're, you know, they're nice and and mm-hmm. respectful, they'll fuck them. Yeah, where. You kind of, I
1: have to like warm up to it.
0: Yeah. And that takes time for you.
1: It does. And sometimes it's really frustrating because like, I'm sure there's a ton of people that I have met over the years that would have loved to have done more with me or even got a chance to play with me. Period. Oh, Cocky. Are we? No, not. <laughs> I don't mean it to come out like that. I just know that I've probably felt that way towards them too, but I just needed more time. And a lot of the things that we do doesn't give us that time. Right. And, and literally it can be something small too. Like we could be going really, really good. Things are building. I'm, and I'm starting to warm up to it and something stupid will happen. Whether it be like, you know, either too much alcohol got involved or something at an event killed the the mood And then it will kill what we were just trying to accomplish. And it's outside of like, it's not anything that they did. It's not anything that I did. It's just how I react to certain things that will completely ruin what we were working on.
0: Yeah. And I mean, like I feel bad sometimes because like I can tell, like if we go to a party or an event or something like you'll be eyeballing somebody, but I know you won't go any further than that just because you know it's going to be a day or two yeah, until we play again. If you play with that person. Yeah. And I don't like that, you know, because that makes me feel shitty. Oh, I don't. because e- even though, you know, like you can go do whatever you want. I feel like because I am the way I am, that holds you back regardless. So it's almost the same as me saying, no, I don't want you to play.
1: I mean, I think <laughs> I just hold your, your dick quality really high. So I'm like, but I really want that. So if I, if I want, I want dick that I know is good. <laughs> so not I'm, saying that I'm saying no to everybody cause I'm not, but I definitely, like you said, because we have that, you know, a couple days, sometimes I, I do have that in the back of my mind. Yeah. And, and I want to end my night with a good dick cause it would suck to have bad dick. And then, End it with bad dick.
0: And see, but I think that's where I'm different though. Like if you were the way I am, yeah, where you wouldn't want to fuck me for a day or two, uh-huh. like I would still go after what I wanted.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, you're totally different.
0: <laughs> but I also think it's because I don't get as, nearly as many opportunities mm. to play at parties and events. So if the opportunity is there, I'm going to be like, hmm. I haven't played with anybody else in six months. So you're going to. I can manage two days without fucking tank.
1: Two <laughs> <Gee>, thanks. <laughs> oh, I mean. I'm kidding.
0: You know, to me, it's no different than if I have a busy work week and we don't get to fuck like more than once or twice a week anyway.
2: This is true.
0: <laughs> so I'm going to take that opportunity to play with somebody else, mm-hmm. which is the reason we're in the lifestyle. Right. So, you know, like I'm different that way where I would do it, but you won't, but I don't know. I just don't want to hold you back from doing things that you want to do. And like, that's the biggest thing that I worry about.
1: Well, I think overall, um, really just kind of have to, you know, have these conversations like we're doing right now with your partner yeah, and, you know,
0: and you have to be open and honest about it because if you're holding back, you know, how you really feel to your partner mm-hmm. and then shit goes down. And then, you know, if what you told your partner wasn't exactly accurate,
1: then it's going to create a lot of. Now tension. You have, yeah.
0: Now you have issues.
1: Yeah. So just talk everything out and figure out what is going to work for both of you. And as you're coming up to events and we know what could potentially occur at these events.
0: Yes. And the last thing I'll touch on with, with this subject, if you, you are a couple that enjoys hearing about your partner's experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, From what, you know, I've been told by some of my friends and people that we know in the lifestyle. One thing that comes up all the time that people find really hot is when they are reconnecting, you know, when they're fucking their own partner again is hearing the details of their play session while they're fucking their partner. Like, you know, what?
2: yeah. Uh, oh,
0: like they want to hear like, you know,
1: while they're doing it, they want to hear. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. You
0: know, so like if
1: that's, if it was
0: a hot wife scenario
1: uh-huh.
0: and the wife comes back and, you know, her and her, her, husband are fucking again, you know, like the husbands I've talked to are like, yeah, I love when they tell me like, oh yeah, you know, he had me in this position, like as they're doing that position and, you know, Oh
1: Okay. Like,
0: he was pulling my hair and smacking my ass and calling me a good girl, and you know, and then the husband's like, "Yeah, you know," and it, like gets him off.
1: Wow. I I mean, I guess, I guess I always just kind of heard about you know just the general coming home and talking about it, not while you're fucking. Yeah, that's interesting. And I've that would be definitely be interesting to have if there is anybody listening that is into that, you know, to. If, if you're comfortable with it, to let us know about that and, you know, what it is that you like about it so much.
0: Yeah, and it's not as common, but I have heard some females enjoy that as well. You know, like they want to hear their man tell them as they're getting fucked, like what oh. they did to another chick.
2: Oh, okay.
0: You know, and I mean, like in, in my fantasy mind, like that sounds hot. Mm-hmm. But like, I know if you were to do that to me, I would be like, don't do that. <laughs> like I don't want to hear about it.
1: Yeah, now I wouldn't want you to do that with me. Like I like the bare minimum knowledge, but then I'm going to be like, okay, I'm going to give you that golden pussy again.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I mean, like there's various ways to do this, but yeah. you have to figure out with your partner what works for you both.
1: Yes. Definitely 100%.
0: So. That was a good topic.
1: Yeah, it definitely And I'm glad was. that
0: we got to go into detail on this one because we've skimmed over it but
1: yeah we haven't really had a chance to go into detail like that
0: yes all right so moving on to polyamory yes what do you got for us this week in the shit show that is polyamory
1: (laughs) so the shit show of polyamory we um in one of the groups that i'm in i came across and we've talked about this briefly when we talked about the different forms of poly is the hierarchy form of polyamory, which is not something that we practice. Um,
0: no, I personally think it's a bullshit way to practice polyamory, but that's my opinion.
1: <laughs> that's your opinion. Keep your opinion to yourself. I'm kidding. Um, so
0: this one's kind of interesting because
1: it's it was a nesting partner that had developed stronger feelings for their other partner than she had for him and decided to make her other partner the new primary. So he was very upset, didn't really know what to do or what advice, and he was just kind of down in the dumps. And I guess this said partner had told him that he needed to talk to his other partner about trying to give more attention to them while they already had a primary. So he basically was... In he the was, middle now. He was in the middle of two hierarchies.
0: Yeah. I, I, I would have left the chick. I'd been like, fuck you, see you, bye.
1: Yeah. So I, I have a lot of, not mixed feelings, but I would not even be in something like that. Um, One, the fact that he was in a relationship with this girl, plus his other partner, had a primary as well he literally was left as like the bottom dog
0: yeah i mean now just because somebody says that they have a primary does not necessarily mean it's a hierarchical relationship a lot of people just throw that out there like this is the person i live with
1: so and then then they put that as saying that that's their primary even though it's just maybe just their nesting partner
0: yeah um because there's so many people that don't understand polyamory and they get on these groups on Facebook and they see a couple, you know, hot terms and they think they know any, you know, they know something. But what this sounds like is this guy and his nesting partner, they were doing fine. Like Mm -hmm. they were just nesting partners and that was it. And then the other guy, that guy's other girlfriend and her partner were doing their own thing. They Mm -hmm. were nesting partners. But what is fucked up is when she came to him and said that this new guy was going to be her primary. Yeah. That's when I would have been like, well, you can fuck right off and get out of my house. I mean, that's just what I would have done. Because if you're going to put more weight on another relationship...
1: Versus the one that you've already had established.
0: Right. Then you're... Ethical. Cunt, basically. <laughs> um, and some people will give me shit for that. I don't care. Fuck off. Um
1: But I mean, you have to look at it though. How would you feel if you put all that time and effort, say you were together for, right. I don't know, four years.
0: That chick is nothing more than a stepping stone bitch. That's all she is.
1: And she'll just keep going through guys. Until she until gets, gets to she gets- a guy that
0: she feels is like the top tier of yeah. men that she wants. Yeah. And then, I almost guarantee that she will stop being polyamorous quote. Oh, like this is her so, way to be a whore. Yes. Ethically.
1: And, oh, I was just going to say that. Yeah, that's exactly it.
0: Because, you know,
1: she is. She's basically, she's trying to kiss all the frogs and then she's going to find her prince. Her prince. Yeah. Yep.
0: Um, and Watch,
1: though. <laughs> she'll do that, but the guy's also polyamorous. <laughs> And he's gonna be like, Well, I'm not gonna be monogamous.
0: I doubt it. it She'll would- end up finding somebody that's monogamous because people like that that, mm-hmm. you know, are willing to put one of their partners through what she did, they're not looking for multiple relationships. They're looking for the best way to set themselves up. Uh, so she's gonna find either the most successful guy that mm-hmm. she can Or the best looking guy or, you know, the guy with the best dick. Mm -hmm. And that's who she's going to settle down with.
1: Gotcha. I mean.
0: And then she'll either cheat on him at some point.
1: Oh, most certainly.
0: But, you know.
1: Because she's going to be like, well, let me just make sure that this is the one. Yeah. And I don't need to bump him for the next one that's better.
0: Right. It's Um, very fucked up. (laughs) But what he didn't say in that post is how his relationship was with his other partner like how good of a relationship yeah. they had
1: now all he had all he had said is that he was below her primary as well okay so well then
0: that's what i'm if, saying he was like the bottom if, dog if he doesn't feel like he's an equal in that relationship then get rid of her too yeah like you're better off being alone than you are being somebody's bitch yeah like and you, if you, you should
1: have the same amount of time or close to because we all know it's hard when, you know, well, general life and trying to balance two relationships happen. Well, yeah,
0: I mean, like you're never going to have it's equal never going to be 50 50. But if you are somebody's bitch and not their equal, mm-hmm. then there is no point to be in that relationship unless you are just looking to get laid. Yeah. You know, like
1: that makes
2: sense.
0: If, if you just want to get some pussy now and then. Keep her around. But if you know for a fact you're never going to be an equal like her other partner, then it's then it's time to step.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Because for me, the only way to be polyamorous is to be equals. Yeah. Like if I dated somebody and, you know, she told me, like, you're not ever going to be as important as, say, like my husband, I'd be like, well, see you, bye. Yeah. You know, like when we date people, whether it's together or separately. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an equal playing field. Now, the only type of hierarchy that we have is we have to look out for our family above the needs of your other partner or my other partner. Mm -hmm. But that's not in a romantic way. That's in a, we have a child, you know, we have a home that we have to take care of. You know, we have jobs that, you know, pay our bills. Right. So outside of that it's equal right so now if they ended up moving in with us at some point
1: then they share all the responsibilities that we have then
0: they would all be equal yeah you know like if you had a girlfriend or a boyfriend and they moved in here they start paying bills and Mm -hmm. you know They'd pay
1: their share. They'd help with groceries, help cooking, help cleaning.
0: Then they have an equal say Mm -hmm. in what happens in the house. You know, what happens with the finances, what, you know, what happens with you and with me and with them, Mm -hmm. you know, that's how it should work. But if we're dating people and we tell them like, well, you know, what you say really doesn't matter because Tink and I are at the top, like whatever we say is going to go. Yeah. Then that would be very shitty of us.
1: Yeah, and um, it should be a big turnoff for people. But I, for whatever reason, it does occur that there are these hierarchy relationships in polyamory. But it doesn't. It's not something that would appeal to me because if I would be told that, I would be out.
0: I think this might sound bad, and I apologize <laughs> if you are in this situation. But I feel like people that get into a hierarchical relationship are doing so because they're either enamored with somebody, like they think this person is like so beautiful or so handsome and they're the best thing ever, that they just go along with whatever their rules are. And they don't think about, you know, well, this is really unethical, but I want to make sure I can get that dick or I can get that pussy, you know? Yeah. That's kind of how I see it because that's the only thing that could be strong enough... (laughs)
1: To 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 make them want to be like, okay, I'm going to do this regardless, even if I don't really agree.
0: Yeah. I mean, in my opinion, that's what it is. Yeah.
1: I definitely feel like his best bet in that scenario is to walk away from both of those relationships. Start over. And
0: find find somebody somebody
1: who actually cares about you and what you bring to the table for that relationship with that other person.
0: Correct. So... There's the hot take. Yeah. On the polyamory world. Mm hmm. What do you got for us for kink and BDSM?
1: My favorite subspace.
0: Subspace. Yeah. Hmm. Never heard of it. No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> so, subspace is basically something that will occur where you will feel kind of like a. Out-of-body flying or high, basically. Like, you literally just have, like, an out-of-body feeling is the best way I can describe it. Um, it's kind of like just being high without actually getting high.
0: You know, I've taken some poops in my life.
1: <laughs> They're not the same. That
0: feel like that. It
1: is not the same. <laughs> I'm
0: just saying. I've
1: like, had some that you have put me in that I... I was a little bit loopy. Like I literally felt loopy.
0: Yeah. I mean, the very first time that you went in the subspace, I remember this because this is when our daughter was conceived.
1: <laughs> we have fucking proof of it. Yeah.
0: I, I have pictures <laughs> of you tied up to the bed. uh huh, Just like hanging their head limp.
1: I was like a freaking limp, freaking puppet on a string. That's what I looked like
0: literally because you you were tied up by rope. (laughs) So yeah, like it it was crazy because
1: I was so out of it
0: at that point. I don't even think you believed subspace existed.
1: No, no. And I don't even think that I, I realized that that's actually what had happened when it happened. Yeah. until like I started kind of coming back.
0: Yeah. Like you were basically unconscious,
1: basically like,
0: like your eyes were open, but you were unconscious.
1: Yeah. So like I could hear you, but I wasn't really hearing you. And I was just kind of in a trance is the best way I could describe that version of subspace that I had.
0: Yes. And there, there is different versions of subspace depending yes. on you as a person and,
1: and also, and yeah, you as a person and also what brought you into that subspace to begin with. You know, some people will hit it because of something as simple as rope play or being suspended um, for me, it's a combination or, well, yeah, I guess I'd be a combination of uh, impact play with just multiple climaxes and coming and more beating. <laughs> and it takes me like it shuts my brain completely down to not think about normal life at all. I'm just wrapped up in All of the things that my body's feeling, and I get lost into it. And that's what starts putting me into that subspace.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think like that, that time in particular, I think a lot had to do with the fact uh, that was one of the first times that you were like fully restrained, Mm -hmm. you know, hands, feet, the whole nine yards, spreader bar. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had implemented impact play as well as uh some pleasure torture with a wand yes and uh i fucked your ass and pussy with dildos yes and some of that all at the same time Mm -hmm. and then i would go back to like flogging you and and using the crop and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so it was just complete sensory overload yes between pleasure pain you know the the feeling of helplessness, not mm-hmm. being able to, you know, do anything. Yeah. So that really pushed you over the top.
1: Yeah. Because and it
0: takes a lot to get you there.
1: It really does. And that's why it hasn't happened super often. I think overall it happened four times, maybe five in our nine years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not very common. For but. You. Yeah, for me it's not very common. But I've also built up so much of a tolerance over the over the years too that it takes more.
0: Yes, and
1: Which kind of is it's nice but it's not nice because I love
0: subspace. But that's one thing that like I can't stand when I read fet life or reddit, you know, or some of these Facebook groups where like you can tell that these women, you know, these submissives are just in there and they're trying to stroke their Dom's ego because they're like, oh, my sir puts me in subspace every time we seen, you know, and it's like, I, how, got
1: it. how, I would want to know, how do you have the time? Because it requires time.
0: Yeah. I mean, like it's talking, not something
1: you're going to get done in 30 minutes. It's yeah, not going to happen. It's
0: an hour plus long scene yeah. you know, for you anyway. But. Like, I, I just can't imagine someone having that every single yeah. time.
1: That doesn't, I don't think that's possible.
0: Yeah. And it really pisses me off when the dominance will get in there and oh be like, God. oh, you know, my sub or my slave goes into subspace all the time and every, you know.
1: Okay. So speaking of that, if you are putting your sub or slave into subspace all of the time, you're not allowing her to regroup and come down from that subspace. You're not giving her time because some subspaces will last anywhere from 30 minutes to up to a couple of days to some people a week, depending on how strong they can be affected and be sent into that subspace. So if you're doing it back to back to back, you're not letting her body rest at all. Or her mind. Or her mind, yeah. Like she's constantly already in this
0: very vulnerable state. I personally feel like those are just people that are talking out their ass.
1: They have to be because I, I could not function if I'm in subspace and even coming, you know, coming back around, you know, for the aftercare, you're going to have water blankets. You're going to be cuddled. Um, snacks, of course, definitely snacks. You're going to have all those things, but it takes time for your body to adjust back and will have your, all of your chemicals in your brain and your hormones level back out again. So there's just no way that you could do that over and over again, like consecutively.
0: Yeah, it's, like I said, it's a bunch of bullshit for the people that are like, oh, it happens all the time. (laughs) No, it doesn't. (laughs) I've been in BDSM for over 20 years now, and I don't know anybody that's a submissive or a dominant personally Mm -hmm. that would ever claim that they either go into subspace all the time or can put somebody in the subspace all the time.
1: Yeah, I mean, so... it's just arrogance. And when it comes to subspace, like, it is a great feeling. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely love it. But I do feel because it takes so much out of your body, it is not something that even a submissive or slave is going to chase constantly.
0: Right, because what what we're not talking about is the sub drop.
1: Oh my God, yeah. And... I'm 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 lucky. I have not experienced that.
0: Yeah, but a lot of people do. Even after they hit subspace, yes. When they come out of subspace, they they hit sub drop, which right. what puts be, them into a, like a depression state. Oh yeah, it can be very detrimental mm-hmm. because you know it's it's very mental, mm-hmm. you know, and it it mimics like depression symptoms, and uh, you know people won't want to get out of bed, and yeah. go to work and. You know they just feel terrible about what they did right like they, they have that guilt yeah like oh man i'm a fucking nasty whore
1: right and, and then if their dominant isn't there to take care of them with that
0: right they or if they don't have a a support group mm-hmm. you know of other submissives or whatever right um you know it can be very detrimental and you don't want to put your submissive or slave through that no. i mean it it's not a always avoidable no but you have to be prepared for it as a dominant Mm -hmm. or a master and make sure that they are getting the care that they need you know aside from just the basic aftercare right after a scene
1: right because you know that's just the the physical part of basically that's the beginning of the aftercare but then you do have to be ready and prepared for that mental drop that could happen
0: Yeah, I mean, as a dominant, you need to be checking in, you know, if you don't live with Mm -hmm. your submissive, you should be checking in, you know, multiple times a day, making sure, you know, that they're okay. Uh, Going through that debriefing of Mm -hmm. the scene and reinforcing, you know, that you're proud of them and that they did a good job for you. And, you know, that the the things and the acts that you've had them do are you know okay and they weren't doing anything wrong and because a lot of people even if they're super into BDSM mm-hmm. can still have that like deep down guilt of doing something wrong or that uh, depravity that comes along with BDSM type shit yeah because it's definitely not rainbows and sunshine like you can do some really bad shit in BDSM
1: yeah, and the other thing too that I'd want like to mention about being in subspace, what you should do as well is debrief about how your slave your slave or your sub felt during it because each mm. each space that you reach is going to be different. There may be some parts of it that are similar, but I remember my second one that I had I was kind of worried. Like it actually had me crying mm-hmm. because I, I don't, I don't, I didn't know how to process it. Yeah. And we had to like, like I was shaking because I didn't.
0: I remember that that was at the hotel takeover, but you had Carrie there. I did. You had mistress Carrie. Yeah. To help so, take care of you.
1: I did. And you know, you were still there. You didn't leave me.
0: Right. I kept but, checking in. But that's another thing too. Like, like I know as a dominant, I am terrible at aftercare because yeah. I'm a sadist. I don't, you know, like... When you I, do
1: the bare minimum with it.
0: Right. But I make sure that I give you ways to take care of yourself. Yeah. You know, like at the hotel parties and stuff where we could really have an intense scene. Mm-hmm. I had sensual dominance there. I had other submissives and slaves.
1: Which is so beneficial when you do get to have those types of scenes because they know. They've either been there before or or they're just there and they're supportive right. because
0: they're willing to do that aftercare.
1: Yeah. Because they know like, they can see you're done. You're exhausted. Like you have been spent and they know that they need to nurture you back to bring you to a, a normal level again of being a human.
0: Right. You know, cause like the way that I Dom, I get in the zone. Yeah. Like I get like in Dom space, I guess.
1: Yeah, basically you're the equivalent of the subspace.
0: it's a one-track mind, Mm -hmm. laser focus, Mm -hmm. you know, this is my mission. Yeah. And when it's over, I don't just snap out of it. Right. Like, I'm still in that, like, I want to hurt you, you know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So trying to care for you at that point. Is a little difficult. Is very difficult for me. Which is why, you know, like... I'll have the basics there for you. Blanket, water, snacks. You know, I will try to like...
1: Cuddle a little. a yeah, like, bit. Like I'll you'll, pat you'll your shoulder. Me, you'll rub my <laughs> back and you'll check in like verbally with me and you'll try to get me to have that eye contact and to at least answer the basics. So that way you can keep tabs on how I'm recovering.
0: Right. So like for me, it's necessary when we do a very intense scene to have... Other people lined up (laughs) (laughs) to give you the aftercare.
1: And I I absolutely loved it. I mean, I love when we have them happen just between me and you, but it really felt good for me to be surrounded by other submissives and even sensual doms that were, you know, they're caring. They knew exactly how to... Be by my side, keep an eye on me while, like, say, I think even that same night you ended up uh, doming somebody else, and which was fine because we're all right there, and I still was coming down from it, but I had everybody there, and we can, you know,
0: right? You can, and you I was still in, what you were doing. Yeah. I was still in dom mode, right? So, but
1: you didn't have to be like, "crap, Um, I need to be paying attention to her one hundred percent right now." you knew I was in good hands and everybody knew what they needed to do to keep me from going into a sub drop. And if I did, they were there to be able to handle it too.
0: Yeah. So that's uh, I mean, that's my take. Yeah. Just be prepared and, and don't, don't chase them. Yeah. Do not chase.
1: It's not an orgasm. I mean,
0: it can feel like it. Yes. It can feel like one, but,
1: but it's not. Don't, if it happens, that's awesome.
0: Cherish it's, it. It's not the end all, be all of being no. A submissive.
1: No, because it will it will drain you.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: a great drain, but it will drain you, and
0: absolutely, you need to recover. All right, so that was a good segment. Let's uh, get into the fun shit. Yeah, we're gonna play the wheel of kink. <laughs> you totally have
1: to make a sound for that. I know, that was pretty
0: good. I know. I fucking. I need time to make jingles.
1: We're getting there. Summer is almost here. I know. We're getting there.
0: All right. So you're going to go first. Oh, okay. Ladies first. All right. Or horse first, however you want to say it. (laughs) And this goes right in with what we just talked about. You got abandonment. Oh. So, you know, sometimes if a dominant does not provide aftercare, Uh it's basically abandoning your submissive. And now some dominants will do that as a punishment, Mm -hmm. which in my opinion is not very smart. But um, if it's the submissive's kink, then, then sure, do what you gotta do. But what do you think about abandonment?
1: Okay, so a part of me is interested in it Because I I kind of like the mind fuck. (laughs) But then at the same time, I'm like, that would probably end very badly for me. So I probably shouldn't do it. So it's just like a fantasy thought.
0: So like a fantasy as far as. um,
1: Not an abandonment in like a scene play as far as like if I was in a subspace like we were just talking about. Right. But But in in
0: like a normal scene, just like
1: in a normal scene, like if you had me tied up to the bed and and you just just left, left. Yeah. That I, I kind of would be into. Okay. I'm just not sure, like, time frame-wise, how long I would be okay with it before, like, I would start having a panic anxiety attack, which I kind of know is the point of it.
0: Well, we have cameras everywhere, so this might be something <laughs> that we have to play with.
1: <laughs> oh, jeez. I opened my <laughs> mouth. <laughs> Shit.
0: Hey, you <laughs> fucked yourself.
1: God damn it.
0: All right. So let's see. What am I going to get? Primal. Prey. Or hunted mm. or hunter. um, Like I'm kind of into the, the hunter aspect of it. Okay. But I'm not like the over the top, like I'm going to chase you around the house and, you know, <laughs> growl and shit at you.
1: There was a, this actually came from short little story. Side note, sidebar. <laughs> I got this idea because I was reading through and someone had a fantasy of her man dropping her off in the woods and telling her to run. And she was going to be hunted by him. And then she even went as far as to say she wanted him to shoot at her with a BB gun.
0: (laughs) Okay, that sounds fun.
1: (laughs) Target practice.
0: (laughs) Like paintball, you know, like...
1: Okay, yeah, maybe a paintball versus a BB gun.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, it's basically the same thing. But then Um, you could
1: be colorful.
0: Yeah, but I mean, like, that part sounds fun. But, like, as far as, like... Just around the house.
1: It doesn't do the same thing for you. No,
0: like, I'm not going to be like, okay, don't let me catch you. So
1: you don't want to do a Nerf gun fight?
0: No, I'd kick your ass. Shh. You know it.
1: (laughs) Hey, I I have been doing a little bit better with that. (laughs) A little. But I can't get cornered because then I'm fucked.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, like, if it was like a full on, like, something like that, like, I could drop your ass off naked in the woods somewhere. Yeah. Like that I would do.
2: Oh, okay. But
0: okay. I'm not gonna be that guy that's gonna just, run around the house be like, Where are you? <laughs> like fuck, no, that's fucking weird to me.
1: Okay. I get it though. Like I'm it not yucking sense.
0: anybody's yum, but to me Like I, you need I to be like in the
1: actual scene of it. Like, let me throw this out in the wilderness. And yeah. then you'd be like, All right, I can dig it. I'm still
0: not gonna growl and shit at you. Like yeah, no, I'm not that. gonna do that primal thing.
1: Yeah. Like I'd rather you just like make that growl sound when you're coming in.
0: Yeah, well, I can't help that. But I
1: know, but I love it. That's the only time I want to hear it, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see what you get here. Okay. Needle play.
1: Oh, I don't know.
0: Well, I know you like doing needle play to me. What? Oh. You fucking poke me <laughs> two, three times a week for okay. my testosterone and shit.
1: Okay, so on someone else, Yes. As long as not like a whole lot of blood gets formed, which sometimes you just can't help it because we have, you know, different parts of the skin that if you nick it, it it will bleed. It Mm. is what it is, but it's not going to be like stuck pig, obviously. So not on me. I'm not into it, but on someone else, fuck yeah, I'll do it to him. No, I don't. (laughs) No, I come on. I don't even want to do my nipples again. Like
0: I'll do your nipples.
1: No, I don't want to do my nipples.
0: I did. I did somebody's nipples last summer. I know. I had like eight needles going into each one. It was uh, fantastic. I can't uh-uh. see. I like needle play. Like I like that. But I'm a sadist, so I like yeah. hurting people.
1: Yeah, I'm. Just, I'm not a. I'm not a fan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like. I like blunt force trauma, not precise sharp needle. No. <laughs> You're
0: no fun. I know. Let's see what I got? Caging. Now that's, is this like either you do it in a cage? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Like physically in a dog cage.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, I'm into that. Like putting somebody in there.
1: But what about yourself?
0: No. Damn it. I mean, (laughs) when we do our, our switch for you to learn, Mm -hmm. like I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do, but I'm not going to like it.
1: All right. Well, if you piss on the outside of the cage, I'm going to fucking put your face in it and tell you to lick it up.
0: <laughs> She's such a bitch. <laughs> I'm teaching her too well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just slightly. <laughs> but
0: what right. about you? Like.
1: Oh, I would do it. Like I would, I would go in a cage.
0: I know. Okay.
1: But that kind of goes with the whole like, I'm a kitten. Oh, yeah. we haven't even done that
0: yet. I know. We need to do that. I know. We should. Mm. Soon. Mm.
2: Mm.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna start needing you.
0: Oh my god!
1: <laughs> uh,
0: look at that! Y- you get another fun one, blood play. No. 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 You wanna?
1: I want to keep my blood in my body. You sure? Yeah.
0: It would look really hot all over you though, on that pasty white skin.
1: I'm tanning. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, I, I, I can't. And I think a lot of it is like. I don't like the idea of scarring. So, that kind of, I mean, for blood to occur and I do scab up so easily makes me be like I would be covered in scars and it would suck.
0: That aspect I can see, but I still think that you would look hot with (laughs) blood on you.
1: You can paint me and (laughs) see if it's the same effect. We'll get like blood colored. It won't be the same
0: because I know it won't be coming from you.
1: (sighs) Well, I'm sorry. (laughs) I tried. (laughs)
0: Forced ass eating. Hmm. I mean, when we do our switch, Mm -hmm. like I'm into that, but I'm also into it as a dominant, like making somebody eat my ass.
1: So you would go both ways. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I'm into that. Basically, I mean, only really with you, obviously, but um, I definitely get turned on when you like shove my face there. But I also get turned on by putting my ass right in your face and just like holding my cheeks apart and just being like, lick my fucking asshole.
0: Okay. So what about like when you play with other guys and they eat your ass? Like, do you get as turned on as like when I do it or do you get that like nervous because they're new? A
1: little bit nervous.
0: Cause you're like, Oh, I hope I don't smell. Right? <laughs> it,
1: yeah. It's like, I hope I don't, I don't have any kind of an smell or God, heaven forbid I don't fart. <laughs> That would suck. (laughs) But of course, then of course, when you're like nervous, you already feel like you're going to fart too because you're back there and it's just like, Jesus Christ, this sucks. But for the most part, like I don't, I don't mind it.
0: I was going to say, because you're like a very pro anal girl. I mean, like you may not want to like have anal sex all the time, Mm -hmm. but like you are very much like,
1: somehow stimulating it touch
0: my ass lick my ass <laughs> yeah you know like do something with my asshole yeah and it doesn't matter if it's like me or somebody else because at least that's what i've noticed
1: yeah like i'm still into it with, with other people it's just a little bit more comfortable with you because you know it's it's you yeah and and you're like i don't care
0: it. if i fart in his face Fuck this guy
1: <laughs> oh my god i think exactly with that i would just laugh yeah. I know you would. I mean, like, i have it's occurred. It, Not when you were eating my ass, but.
0: All right. Well, now we know that she's a nasty bitch.
1: I am. Totally. We, we
0: can end this show on that fucking note.
1: Sounds good.
0: All right. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. And again, happy Mother's Day. And for you gentlemen out there, make sure if you didn't for Mother's Day, you eat Mama's ass. Yes. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Kitchen Sink EM and Kink Podcast. Please make sure to check out the people who support us: VJ's Hotspot, The Trendy Pineapple, and also Pandora's Resort. They are really awesome people and they love and support the lifestyle just the way we do. So please make sure that you go and check them out. And if you'd like to find us on social media, you can find us pretty much everywhere at KS. ENM and Kink Podcast. That's all the major socials. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Clapper, and also now we are moving away from OnlyFans, and you can find all of our video and picture content at fansleycom slash K S ENM and Kink Podcast.